0: This week's menu on Simmering Thoughts is The Fruit of the Spirit is Patience and Self-Control. Hosts Ryan Akers and Chris Dean continue discussing these two aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. We'll be digging in quite a bit to different scripture passages, so you may want to grab your Bible and turn along with us. This is again, Simmering Thoughts, where we lift the lid and sample slow-cooked thinking on Christian life and theology. Enjoy! Enjoy! In the fullness of time, then Christ came. And I think about Romans 5, 6, which my favorite part of Romans 5 is verse 8. But Romans 5, 6 is pretty cool, too, in that it says, For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. It didn't say that Christ died for the righteous. He died for the ungodly at just the right time. Not too early, not too late, just the right
1: time. And that was millennia after he first gave the Proto-Evangelium the promise of a Messiah there in Genesis 3 in the Garden. Well, and you have millennia four, later,
0: f- 400 years from the end of the Old Testament, the last of the prophets, where we're waiting and waiting. There's this oh, promise, my. and we're waiting. Can you imagine... Yeah. 400 years. I mean, there's, there's talk about no institutional memory and that's part of the reason the Pharisees are the mess yep. they are when Christ comes because they lost their institutional memory. But we have that whole idea of wait at the right and the fullness of time. God will act and man, that's hard. And to then take that into my own life, and to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit within and wait for the right time. And that's something with the uh, the, the path that I'm on in, in, in looking at possibly going into pastoral ministry in some form or fashion. Uh, we were talking about this as, as before we hit the recorder button today is that you know there's a time between when people in the Bible are called to serve, and the time where they're told to serve. You know, I thought about David as I was going through this study and that was part of the thing that was been in my mind for a while. And Think about when was it that he was anointed to be the king of Israel mm-hmm. and how much did he go through between that moment yeah. and when he was actually the king of Israel and yeah. all the different things that were happening in his life and the, the different things that occurred that would, with most of us, hold us back. Now he had the promise of God. He had the anointing of Samuel, which can, I can only imagine the effect that that had on somebody. But you have the difference between the time of calling and the time of serving. Think about the disciples as well. The difference between when they were called and when they actually go to serve. And the difference in their stations. And think about Paul. He's called. Then he goes and he sits with Ananias for a while, and then he goes out on his own for a while, and then he still doesn't go serve right away. He still goes and sits with others before he goes
1: and digs off on his own. And and as well, the, a three-year preparation time in Arabia. Right. He speaks of.
0: I mean, you have all of these, all of these times where there's that difference and and that patience. This is just one aspect of it, but I, that is one aspect that has has really had an effect on me over the last years. Is that that there will be a right time?
1: Amen. We can always I
0: lost my my mic there for a minute, I think. But uh, to <laughs> to be sensitive to the Spirit in prayer and to be sensitive to the Spirit as we read the Word and as as we interact with the word being preached to us as we interact with the word being taught to us in different ways um, to, be, to be sensitive to timing through the Spirit. I think there's a lot of great ministry that happens in the world but I think sometimes we try to get into a hurry of implementing the ministries we see that are possible before we're, we understand that the Spirit's ready for us to do it. And I think sometimes Absolutely. we try to to, to oh it's not happening fast enough I think I need to speed this up a little bit and and sometimes slow down now there's a time where you've waited too long and I've kind of gotten to there I I feel like I'm kind of to, to spinning my wheels a little bit and I need to move I need to it's time
1: to act I've sat so it is enough. possible to simmer too long absolutely <laughs> in, in some is, instances it is
0: possible to over overweight uh, yep. as it might be. And I, I thought of, uh, you know, Christ uses all these parables, and we mentioned them a couple episodes uh, back with Matt Caps when he was on uh, all of the different agricultural things. And agriculture is a world of patience. I know nobody more patient than farmers and fishermen at all. I just don't know anybody more patient than farmers and fishermen, uh, maybe kindergartner teachers. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you think about a farmer, they're... One of the best things they can do is literally sit and watch the crops grow. They, to do anything to it risks damaging the roots. To do anything to it risks damaging the fruit that's coming up. You plant it, you tend it, you do what you can, but you can't do too much or you will ruin the crop. And the same thing with a fisherman you know, you, you cast your line. You have to be patient and you have to wait. And I think those things give us great pictures. And and we see this in scripture uh, with both episodes we see with the farmers. I think about the parable of uh, the wheat that the wheat kernel has to die before it can grow, before it can give fruit. Uh, I think about all the different vineyard uh, episodes and the different vineyard parables and that same idea there of of waiting for the fruit to come, and 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 not rushing to get there. Uh, there's so many different spots we could go to for that particular one. Uh,
1: but well, I thought I thought of an analogy of of this, and I'll make it quick in regards to yeah. pastoral ministry, just mm-hmm. in general. And it's it's very tempting to want to be a success in where you're at. It's very tempting. You know, the pride of life is one of the three main categories of sin. It's, and in a sense, it's the ultimate root. I mean, look where, where Satan started out. Uh, he wanted to be God. And in a sense, we do as well. And we think we know our way better than God's. And so it's easy to get ahead of what God is doing and, and forge ahead, even even ostensibly wanting to do godly things, such as pastoring or evangelism or something like that. And instead of using the slow, methodical means of grace that he has ordained for his church and his word to go out into the world, it's easy to, through our sophistication of speech, through clever techniques, through ultimately worldly ways, to try and gin up success, mm-hmm. be it in attendance or podcast, you know, listens Absolutely. or whatever it is. And we're really getting ahead of God there. And, and we're impatient with what God is doing in and through us because we have an outsized version of ourselves in our eyes and god oftentimes does take things slowly and especially for those who are called in the ministry and i've been a, i can witness to this myself i have been a church planner in the past and the the church did not work and in hindsight i do think in in terms of myself i rush things for various reasons and i would certainly caution and the lord used that to to mature me praise the lord and i'm hopefully a little wiser now but the the God is definitely doing things on his own terms and he knows best because we are more immature and more sinful than we realize. And mm-hmm. he will faithfully do what it takes to, to get us to do things the right healthy way because his church will thrive and persevere and our role in that will be ultimately fruitful.
0: I, I was thinking, as you mentioned that the, uh, temptation of christ and that satan offered him the shortcuts Mm. and and he said no it's got to be done the way the word says and that's that's effectively by answering back with scripture i will do it the way scripture says and and standing on scripture and saying this is the way uh and so with that in mind i one of the questions we've asked of, of each of these fruits as we've gone along is not just what does it look like Uh, And what are the results when we don't have it? But how can we develop these things? uh, Not again, not to rush the spirit in developing them in us, but how do we develop these characteristics? How do we, how do we build patience through the word and and in our lives? And how can we encourage others in seeking to develop these things, to develop patience
1: For me, the first thing that comes to mind is, well, I'll even preface that by saying I feel like a total and complete hypocrite in saying this because, as my wife can attest, patience is something that I seem to not have, or at least even have less of lately for whatever reason. I'm I'm not sure if that's just simply the hustle and bustle of life, the consumer mentality that we have in America, the instant gratification that we always want, or, or whatnot, but even in that i can look by the grace of god and see oh lord i am a sinner <laughs> and i think of all the ways that he has been patient with me yes and that. that really in in a in a strange way kind of encourages me to know that if the lord can be patient with me if the lord can give me grace and mercy that i don't deserve in that in in patience among other things I can learn to be more patient with others, mm-hmm. be it the person that's driving under the speed limit, be it the person that is not doing what I think they should be doing in terms of a coworker, be that my kids who aren't responding in the way that I think they should, and mm-hmm. the practical aspects of life, looking at it through that lens of the lord in in the lord's eyes, I am a very immature growing person. I'm completing Christ in that I have everything I needed and I'm declared righteous, but I'm still working into that. I'm working out my salvation in that aspect. and I'm not who I want to be by 20 light years, but I can look back and see I'm not where I once was by the grace of God. He has been patient with me. He will continue to be patient with me. And as I grow in the awareness of my sin and the various categories and ways that that bleeds through into my life, his patience, at least my perception of his patience, will only continue to grow. And I hope that will only continue to spur me on to be more patient with others, to model that, and then as, as a teacher to teach that to others so that they in turn might give evidence of the goodness and graciousness and the, the, the nature of our patient God in the plan of salvation by living it out in a sense in front of them. I think
0: sometimes it's even just looking into the the especially in the epistles, seeing and talking about and sharing how the writers encourage and exhort patience and endurance i mean i th- I think about all the different passages about patience and endurance uh I mean there are entire letters we think of as that I uh, think of first Peter that is uh telling us trials are coming be ready the lord is coming be ready but you also have an inheritance signed sealed and kept you don't have to you don't have to worry about that be patient endure go through and that's okay uh you know there's there's <laughs> there's so much more we could go with on that one uh but and i could stretch it even further uh but i, I with just that analogy in first peter but i also think of uh romans 5 that uh it, it talks about uh we've obtained access to Christ by faith into grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of god but not only that we rejoice in our afflictions and i think sometimes mm. we think of afflictions and we think of persecutions and I think we forget that afflictions includes our own sinfulness. I think we forget yes. our afflictions include dealing with the sinfulness of others uh, and dealing with the shortcomings of others. And oftentimes how our shortcomings, we we don't notice our shortcoming, and then we don't see how that chain reactions onto somebody else. And now they come up short with us, and now we're, sh- we're mad at them, and we, we lose our patience there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those afflictions... Aren't always the things we, we think of. I, I think a lot of times we hear afflictions and we think external things that are put upon us by others, and we forget that some of that is what we put on ourselves. Uh, but it continues because we know that affliction produces endurance, and an endurance uh, produces proven character. The proven character produces hope, and this hope will not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And I think pushing us back, you see here and you see in this, you see in first Peter with the same exact content, pushing us back toward what is the work of God? Who is God? What has he done? What has he promised? What is going on here? And so I really think a lot of patience is learning how to worship. A lot of learning Mm -hmm. how to be patient is learning how to, to, to kneel before the omnipotent creator, God in trust and to recognize who he is and worship him. And, and that builds in us trust and patience and hope and rehearsing the gospel and speaking the gospel and praying the gospel to ourselves and over ourselves and with others and to them and over them. And the more we we revisit that theme, the more patient we're able to become because we see once again, by delving into the scriptures, by spending the time in prayer that, that it isn't immediate. And we start to see our own path as we look at passages like that. And we see how we're progressively sanctifying and we realize that, Oh yeah, It wasn't like somebody walked in and flipped a switch and we went from being absolute sinners uh, while we were still the ungodly that Christ died for to being the perfect saint, but we have to be exhorted to be holy because God is holy over and over again. We have to be exhorted to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, to walk worthy of the calling with which we've been called. Uh, And so, so often... Let
1: me me interrupt here. I think the perfect scriptural example of this that I, I was one of the passages I came across before that really encapsulates everything you said here is Colossians 1, 9 through 12. Absolutely. It's Paul talking to the church at Colossae there. Yep. And Let me read it. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, that is the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in mm-hmm. all spiritual wisdom and understanding in that because he is the one who is steadfast in his might and his patience with us so that we can be more like him joyously giving thanks for the ability to be part of this process of growing up and then sharing that with the other saints as well
0: amen that's where we'll leave the conversation for this week tune in next week as we continue discussing the fruit of the spirit is patience and self-control you can find us online at simmeringthoughts.podbean.com, at simmerthoughts on Twitter, at simmeringthoughts.gmail.com for email, and you can also find our page on Facebook. Ryan and Chris are both on Twitter. Ryan is at Bandman Acres, Chris is at Dean Chris. We hope to hear feedback from you. We'd love to get uh, notes and reviews. So if you are following us on iTunes, please leave us a review. We hope to have you join us next week as we continue this discussion. Thanks for listening to Simmering Thoughts.